It's time for Talkin' Jazz. Good evening, welcome to our latest edition of Talkin' Jazz. So delighted to have the radio voice of the jazz, David Locke, with us. I haven't seen you in a little while, so Merry Christmas, Happy New Year, and welcome home from some road trips. I haven't seen my wife or kids yeah, either, so Thanks glad, for seeing I'm me glad first. I haven't seen you. Yeah. Uh, and you got to go skiing today, though. I did. I you took a few turns. In? I three of them. Okay, three runs was all I got today. You and your dad, Hal? Yes. We're, we're, are was, in town, dad dad so. was in town, so I snuck out for three Good runs. For you. Tell him hello. I've always liked, I've liked him for many, many years. All right. We got a lot of things to talk about. You and I traded some texts last night before you hopped on the charter heading out of uh, New Orleans. Some fascinating things. I love The one thing I love about bringing David in is the numbers are amazing and they're meaningful. And let's start out with uh, a, kind of a stat, you know, a, a, the clutch stat. It is a number. You can just say a team is clutch, but this is real. And the Jazz are among the, the league's best at this. And we'll show you some of the reasons why in terms of the video support to go with that. So they define clutch as five, within five of the final five minutes. And Donovan's just amazing. He's had 11 of his last 21 shots in the clutch. Those are the hardest shots in the game. He's been carrying the offense, but defensively the Jazz have been great in the clutch as well. They're the third best team in the NBA in the clutch. They haven't had a great defensive season overall, but when it matters, the big guy is making plays like this one. Whether it's a foul or not can be debated, and I guess the NBA's probably made their statement by now. But the big story is he couldn't turn the corner. Like, he couldn't get there. Rudy ran from half court with him the whole way down and stayed with him. And then, you know, you keep watching this team, Rudy showing a power move late in the game on the pick and roll. That's a versatility. We saw Donovan earlier. Sometimes you don't have to go Donovan, you can go pick and roll. And here's the game-winning play. Zach Levine, one of the elite athletes in the NBA, has to corkscrew and turn when Rudy Gobert prevents him from getting the rim. Rudy on this play right here, that, that, I mean, that is incredible yeah. defense coming from the weak side. Levine's as good as any jumper in the league. And you look at him, he's just, He's lost on what to do when he gets in there, and that's the underrated part. Royce O'Neal's defensive rebounding. These clutch plays don't matter, as we found out against the Clippers earlier this year, unless someone clears the board. Royce O'Neal is one of the best rebounders in the league's position. That's why the Jazz have won 17 of their 23 clutch games this year. They've won nine of their last 12 of their last 14 games in the clutch. And so to illustrate that, in, in what David's talking about, is in five-point games with under five to play, the Jazz basically lead the league in victory in that particular scenario. Coaching, too. We're going to talk about You know, they were really good at it last year, except for when Ricky Rubio was on the floor, interestingly enough. And so that shows you the sign of That's Donovan being able to yeah. carry it. I think they might have been like 0-7 last year when Rubio was on the floor well, in those circumstances. Well, you know what? And something we, we're probably not going to get to tonight, but it's going to be an interesting situation when Conley comes back and see how that kind of changes what, what a team that's playing really, really well. I hate to say it without him there, but we'll save that Here's for Here's my easy for, answer for that one. Okay. If they announced tomorrow that they traded for Mike Conley and gave up nothing, everyone would be pretty pleased. Yeah. Why we're suddenly worried about it, I'm not sure. That's a good point. All right, let's talk more about the Jazz defense. Nice trip, by the way. Your second game on this trip, you were in Orlando, and you got a couple plays here you want to illustrate. I really think the connected. Watch this play here. This is they, Orlando runs it. They switch it around. Now, next thing you know, Vukovic, who's an all-star, goes to the post. Moody is on him, but now he's not. Niang's on him instead. That's connectivity. So now the all-star against Niang. Rotation one, rotation two, third rotation would have been there. Shot clock's about to go off. They force a really poor shot and a fast break the other way. That is connectivity. Watch Donovan here. One switch, they make it correctly. So now they go to Aaron Gordon on Donovan. Terrence Ross is in the far side. There's another switch. Donovan doesn't jump once, he jumps twice with amazing effort. So connectivity and effort defensively are the keys on these plays. As you watch them, here's the bump out. This is really second level stuff. You, 
Vukovic goes to the post, watching the end come over. Boom, that's why he's playing right now. He yeah. makes the right play, the smart play. This play doesn't work if that doesn't happen. No one sees that in a box score, but that's what makes you so special. And if we're gonna keep rolling, let's watch the switches again. They're hard on the other side of this. Here's one, Niang again, the perfect switch on Augustine. So they think they have a mismatch. Joe Ingles is there with Terrence Ross, guard to guard, switch it, and Donovan with a double jump. Love that's that. That's unbelievable. That is how you win basketball games, and that's how you win close basketball games. And you know what? It's great coaching. Again, I hate to keep going back to that. <laughs> we should. We're going to talk more about that in a moment because all, none of that happens without the great coaching. You touched a little bit on Donovan in this last segment. Rudy, before that, the two of them, you wanted to talk about that because they are really playing well right now. If you go back to one of the times earlier when I was on your show, I said the beauty of the way this team was built this year is the fact that what we're asking is our two best players to get better. That's yeah. how it was built. They put a bunch of veterans around their two best players. Donovan Mitchell and Rudy Gobert are getting better. They went through some doldrums early in the year, and they are leading this team right now. Rudy is getting back to the basket with the slam dunks. His defense is improving. He and Joe Ingles have found a connection late in the game last night. Some really big plays right there. And then, obviously, the defense play. Watch this again, by the way. Here, he picks him up right here. Now he's backpedaling. Two big steps. Never lets him turn the corner. <laughs> I, I mean, that the amount of seven-footers in the history of the game that can do what he did right there are few and far between. And here's Donovan, who had a tough shooting night last night, still being able to make the big plays when he needs to. And late in the game, he made a big one, and there's just nothing quite like this fight spin. He had a really tough shooting night last week, and he ended up with nine assists, proving right. that he'll do whatever he needs to do. He's grown so yeah. much in playing the point guard, understanding how to run the offense, what Quinn wants. It's really been yeah. fabulous to watch, and it's why to kind of this whole show is going to tie together why they've won in the clutch right. because Donovan's under, he's been brilliant, but he's also understood circumstances. Let's talk a little bit about the bench. You, you and I haven't talked since that all the trading went on, which was kind of at a weird time of year. Normally you see that in February, but they made those moves, moved to Exum. It's paid off. It's given guys they already had extra time, brought in some new bodies. You're loving the way the bench is playing Well, to right the now. credit of Dennis Lindsay and Justin Sanek in the front yeah. office, it's the second straight year the Jazz were the first one to make a move. The Alec Burks, Kyle yeah. Korver move was the first one last year, and this was the first one this year. They've just added, first of all, George Niang. He has been brilliant. His replacing Jeff Green has changed everything, and how the coaching staff saw that and knew that he was going to be that kind of player is honestly beyond me. But they saw it. His, he does the right thing, as we saw in those video plays earlier. He plays hard every time. And then the growth of Emmanuel Moutier. This is a player who is learning how to play a new style in a new way on a nightly basis. These are highlights, but the non-highlight plays are actually what has made Emmanuel the best. And this play by Tony Bradley, you won that game by one possession. He stole a point right yeah. there. When you sprint the floor as a big guy and make that play, you stole a point. When you grab, tip around, and somehow come up with this offensive rebound put back, you stole another point. We won last night by two points. Tony Bradley stole two or three points during the night with just pure effort and his great hands. And all of this is another great play here. All of this before we start talking about Jordan Clarkson, who buries the three on a Tony Bradley play. And Jordan Clarkson was the scorer in Spark. And there's another element to Jordan Clarkson. He has a little swag. And it yeah. just adds something to the team. The hot socks are a little higher. The shorts are a little shorter. They're a little tighter. He's got a little statement that he's his own guy, and it adds a little juice to him and juice to this team they didn't have before. People who say, oh, I only watched the last three minutes of NBA games because that's all that matters. As you just illustrated, that's not all that matters. No, it does lot. The fact a lot of the matter is if you look at what, who leads with five minutes left, almost yeah. always wins the game. Exactly. The teams that win going in the fourth quarter win about 80% of the time. So that myth is actually not true. Okay, now as you mentioned, we tie it all together because everything you've just talked about, none of this happens without the coaching 
to go with it. And Quinn Snyder, he has quickly put this team together, even incorporating some of the new guys and the guys they've had who are getting more minutes. And there's a lot to this, right? There's the brilliance of Quinn and how he works it. There's the front office and what they've built around him. There's the individual coaches who are working with the Tony Bradleys and the George Niangs and the Emmanuel Moutiers and turning them into these players that we're talking about. But there's just a level of things. Last night, they went to Boyan Bogdanovich, scored 35 points, his season high, and it was, I don't know where they saw that. Frankly, Boyan Bogdanovich pick and roll for the last 30 days has been as poor as any player in the NBA. And yet, last night, for about six straight possessions, they rode that choice. How they know this each night. Frankly, how they saw George Niang being able to place Jeff Green and give us that big a jump is a huge issue. And when you're winning these close games, you're finding this little incremental advantage. That man right there is more than an incremental advantage when you're winning these close games. Fun fact on Bogdanovich, as you know, he got the 35, but zeros in every oh, other incredible. category. incredible. <laughs> How do you do that? It's unbelievable. I mean, you think somewhere along the way you'd accidentally our, pass it. And by the way, our locker room's good enough that I'm sure he's heard about <laughs> oh, it. Oh, <laughs> I got no doubt about it. All right, time to dive into this week's Jazz Bites presented by Kimball Roofing, the last roof you'll ever need. Jazz players, they're so, obviously they're very pleased with the way they're playing right now, the recent success. However, they still feel there's room for some improvement. Jazz Bites. Presented by Kimball Roofing and Repairs. So we're, doing, we're doing a good job. You know, I think we can do things better. You know, obviously, for the game road trip, we're going to be a little tired. But for us to be able to persevere the way we did and show those LAT shows, the improvements we have made. You know, maybe a month and a half, two months ago, we don't, who knows, you know, what happens. You know, um, I think the Laker game at home is really a low point for us, one of the lowest points. And obviously, the East Coast road trip, so be able to be where we are now after remembering that. I think that's still fresh in our mind, and we should always keep that mentality that we don't want to go back to that. I like the way we play right now. I think we, you know, obviously, you know, a little tired. You know, but uh, but we we still come out every night to to get wins, and uh, you know we we didn't play great tonight, but we found a way to to win the game. So it's, uh, I think it's the mark of the of the great teams, you know, being able to find the the energy. I think uh, half of the team uh, was kind of sick tonight. How we we all had the cold, you know, so. We found a way to fight and get a win. Yeah, we are getting getting closer, but we still uh, still miss one of one of our most most important guy in, in, in Mike, our first starting starting point guard. So when he came back, we're gonna we're gonna need to to put him in a in a in a system system early. He will need to, to adjust again. But like you mentioned, we are playing we are playing great basketball basketball lately. So we got two games and a home right now. Take care of, of the business over there as well. There's that pick and roll you were just talking about. Um, again, they, they want more. But they're playing really well in a lot of it because the, the cohesiveness that's going on. First game of the year against Oklahoma City, they threw 230 passes in that game, which is probably their natural inclination. They have a lot of guys their scores. Last night, they threw 350. What? So they went from 230 on opening night to 350 last night. They've been over 320, 330 for just about every game recently. Okay. That is an incredible... Incredible difference. I have a number for you to work on though. The percentage of passes that are assists. Go to work on that for me for the next. So they threw, how many did you say they threw yesterday? Well, they threw 350 against okay. New Okay, Orleans. so less than 10% were, 6 right. or 7% were assists. I mean, so, yeah. I mean, there's. Not you, that that you matters. Can, you the, can, there are point yeah. guards in this league, right, Sean Rondo, who um, <laughs> will dribble around and then make the pass to make sure they get the assist. <laughs> And make sure they, I'm just kidding, inflate sorry. their numbers. You need a drink of water? I'm sorry. <laughs> I have a little cough. Rajon Rondo. Okay, let's take I a look. I didn't say let, that. Why, what? I don't why know what you're saying. Why are you throwing him under the bus? Uh, 
<laughs> Take a look I at the schedule. Can't believe you just did that to an all-star. Coming up, two games at home. The Knicks on Wednesday, Hornets on Friday. You made the point. I talked to you when I first came in and said that this Knicks game, this isn't something you want to lose. But you, you pointed out there really aren't very the many. The Knicks bad have won, teams. I think, like three of their yeah. last five. They've won. Wizards beat. Then you Boston. go back out on the road. Yeah, Wizards beat Boston. They beat Denver, and they beat. Uh, somebody else good last week. I'm forgetting who it was. The Nets aren't. I mean, they're just are not. Ba- Pelicans have won five of six going into last night. There are just not bad teams in the NBA right now. The they league, could have Zion back for that game, by the way. Um, and he is the most incredible athlete yeah. I've ever seen. So talk to me a little bit about the Knicks then. Uh, I mean, they've just they got a lot of veteran players. They got a lot of pieces that um, are seemingly interchangeable. They fired David Fisdale, and they're playing much better since. Uh, Morris here, who we're seeing, has had just this amazing year. He's probably the number one trade prospect on the market, and people think he could swing who wins whatever conference. Um, so they're, you know, they're playing much more inspired. They're kind of out of their doldrums. They certainly were a miserable group there for a while, and, and they have played much better basketball as of late. This was the Carmelo return to New York, and they blew the Blazers out. Now, after this stretch, though, things do get a little bit tougher. And granted, I'm, I'm with you on. There aren't a lot of bad teams in the NBA except for the Warriors. But let's take a look at the, the six games following this next six stretch. And they do toughen up a little. Five of those teams are currently playoff teams. Mavericks playing over their heads. We, I, don't I don't know if they are playing over their heads. I mean, they I don't a, think a lot of us saw a, this They coming. got a top five player in the NBA. Yeah, they that do. kid is real. And obviously the Rockets, those two games are at home, so that'll be nice. I mean, those as, are you, some, as you look at this group, give me If your I'm thought. a ticket buyer, I'm going to UtahJazz.com right now because oh, yeah. the Pacers are on us. Luke is coming on the 25th. You haven't seen him. You've got to come. Footwork, ball fakes are unbelievable. Russell Westbrook, James Harden on the 27th. And the Spurs are making a little bit of a playoff surge right now, just when you thought they were about to empty uh, the coffers and trade everyone. And the Nuggets are the number two team in the West. The West is crazy because there are six teams that could be the number one seed. The Lakers seem to be better than everybody else, and I think rightfully uh, deserve that status. But the two times they played the Clippers, Kawhi Leonard has absolutely destroyed LeBron, which makes the Clippers the better team. And then you look at the Rockets, the Nuggets, the Jazz, and the Mavericks, and I think any of those teams could get hot enough to run up to 55 wins. And so if somebody starts to do load management or resting or any of those things, you got to be careful. And if you slip, like, I really think that two, Lakers could stay above everybody else, but two through six could be divided between 53 and 55, which means you go slip one or two games or rest one or too many games or or a little turned ankle here or there. You go from playing the – Pelicans or the Memphis Grizzlies in the first round to playing the Dallas Mavericks yeah, in the first round. Is that tougher, is a yeah. incredible difference. And, and, you know, and by the way, the Nuggets, they've been this way for 30 years, built for the regular season, not so much the playoffs. That Jokic is we'll, we'll pretty see, awesome. I'm just saying. Like you get two games at home, you're back out on the road again. Are you having fun, though, with all this travel still? So my two I mean, favorite things in the world are, one, the access we get to watch the coaches prepare yes, and the players prepare yep. and then see it come together. So whether it's watching Joe Ingles work with Vince Lagarza before a game and see how he – you know, has changed his going right to snake left and then see yeah. it work in a game. And then also, personally, Ron Boone and I's preparation and be able to have it in the game. So those are the two yeah. things I love. I love it more than anything in the world. And by the way, follow David Locke on Twitter. And, and you've got YouTube. You've got uh, Facebook. I've seen you and Boone do your little pregame. It's a lot of fun. Thanks for being with us. Always a pleasure. Enjoy it. Go hit the slopes again. See you next time, everyone.